Welcome back to The Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tramel. That would be me. Hi, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to talk about sick days and whether they're really over or not. So one of the headlines that I keep seeing over and over and over is that remote work means that sick days are over. They don't exist anymore. And just to give some even more context, I know that before COVID, you know, we were going to work sick a lot. And even now, there are studies that say that two-thirds of American workers say that working remotely brings an added pressure to work while sick. Um, in the UK, sickness absences were a record low in 2020. So I just really thought that it was something that we should talk about today and whether, you know, we think that that statement is true or not. So Wayne, I'll start with my first question. How has working remotely changed how people treat sick days? Oh, it has. I, I mean, it's funny. Are sick days over? No, because people are still getting sick. Right. Uh, like, what, it's already a weird way to ask the question. It is a weird way to phrase it. What has happened, though, if we're going to frame this properly, mm -hmm. is that most people at their job have some number of designated days that they can be sick and still get paid. Right. Right. So I am sick, I take this day. The problem in North America, America in particular, is that we don't take those days and we don't take them when we're sick. We try to save them and add them to our vacation days and we play these little reindeer games. Right. And so that the notion of sick days is still very important and it's a critical part of the social employer employee contract and it was never very well managed and now it's just a dog's breakfast of a mess quite frankly um and we don't have to look any further dear listeners than the people talking on this call right um, there is a bus coming around the corner and marissa's about to go under it <laughs> And I say this because somebody had a certain virus that infected her a week or more ago. And rather than say, oh, I have a virus which can make me very ill. I'm going to take my work days. She worked at home and I spoke to her every single one of those days. I will admit most of the time I was watching Netflix. <laughs> but yes, you are correct. And and we talked about this a little bit before we got on that like that was not an expectation of like the company or anything like that. Like that is something that that is a pressure I put on myself uh, to not get behind and to always be available. And I've been working on that for a long time and I still have a long way to go. But you know, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I am also guilty of this. It's not like, you know, we're sitting here going, oh, like, we we always take our sick days and we never do this. Like, we're guilty no, of it as here's, well. Here's the problem, right, is that there are a number of issues here. The idea of sick days is a beautiful thing. Human beings get sick. Things mm -hmm. happen. You get hurt or you get ill. And you don't want people coming into the office when they are sick and making other people sick. Even though that's exactly what we do. Most people, if they don't catch a disease from their children in school, which are just giant petri dishes, <laughs> pick it up from somebody at work. 
That's right. how we get sick. And so the idea of, oh, take this day, right, mm -hmm. and, and recover and get well, right, has never been properly instituted. And some of that is pressure from the company. Oh, you're at home, but you can take this conference call or you right. can do this particular thing. And that's a problem. But the other problem, as with so much in remote work, is that it's self-inflicted. You don't want to let the team down. You don't want to get behind on your work. And so even though if you had gone to Kevin and said, excuse me, but I have the Rona and right. I am going to be out for two days. Right. And it would have been fine. He would have said, oh, good heavens, take two days and get better. Right. Instead, I am willing to bet that the four days it took you to recover could have been three if you had actually done that. Potentially, yes. I will say there were two days that I was like officially down, but yes. <laughs> okay, but the point is that we do this to ourselves. We do this in right. terms of our working hours, and we're only now two years into everybody or a third of the workforce right. being sent home, getting our mitts around, managing our time better. It's taken us a long time. We have never gotten our mitts around uh, sick days. Right. And this actually leads to a larger issue, which is going to bite companies in the butt. Okay. Which is if everybody else is working on their sick days and answering phone calls and sending emails and you choose not to. Right. Can the company punish you? Can the company um, expect you to work when you are sick? Gotcha. And this is going to wind up in the courts. Of course. It is absolutely going to wind up in the courts because the assumptions that we have made around things like sick days and time off and all of those things, the details and the context for those rules have changed. Right. And we have not caught up to this. There is a bunch of stuff and sick days is a very obvious example. Mm -hmm. But there are things like paid time off, right? Uh, which which already is a problem because it varies state by state. It varies jurisdiction by jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. uh, Society for Human Resource Management doing entire conferences around how to do this because where do you work, right? As people right. have said, oh, you know, I work for Kevin in Indianapolis, but I live in Las Vegas. Nevada has different labor laws. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing to deal with. So if I live in Nevada, am I subject to the labor laws of Nevada or am I subject to the labor laws of Indiana? That's a really fascinating conversation we should get into at some point. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's all part of the larger uh, context for this right. stuff is we make assumptions about things like sick days, but sick days mean something different in the UK or Europe than they mean here. Mm -hmm. uh, they mean different things in different states. There are states where sick days are a suggestion and they are not mandated and mm -hmm. your employer is not forced to give you sick days. Where It's this thing where the employer is benevolent 
and right. you, you rely on the benevolence of the of the employer, which always historically has worked exceptionally well. Well, and you have some companies too that they kind of combine the sick days and and vacation days all into this paid time off thing, well, and so then that gets really hard to figure out. Like, when is it a sick day? When is it not? When can I take it? Well, it's funny. You mentioned uh, some statistics from the UK. Right. Repeat that number. Yes, absolutely. So uh, according to, uh, and I'll link this in the show notes, but according to the government website that I found for the UK, they said sickness absences were a record low in 2020. I know that there was some speculation. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic, does anybody really believe that fewer people were sick? Right. Yeah, I know some of the speculation that they mentioned was because people weren't going to the office. So some of, as you said, some of the, you know, natural spreading of germs between coworkers wasn't happening because you weren't seeing those coworkers right now. But it doesn't mean that people weren't sick. Absolutely. I I am too cynical to believe that. Mm -hmm. Here's what I think it is. If you aren't going into the office, and the UK is very, uh, as is much of Europe, very process-driven, and there are rules okay. and bureaucratic and, and whatever, you have to say, I am taking a sick day. And somebody puts a little check mark beside your name and says, this person is out having a sick day. Okay. And somebody actually tracks that. Wow. Okay. If you're working from home... Unless you are calling into HR and making the point that you are taking a sick day, it doesn't mm-hmm. register as a sick day. So just as when COVID first hit and we went, holy cow, nobody took their vacation days. Right. <laughs> well, where were they going to go? Right? I'm already <laughs> home and I'm not allowed to leave the house. So why would I take my vacation right. days? But that means, but people weren't taking that time for themselves, they were basically giving it to the, the employer. Yeah. They were sacrificing their time and their well-being to their employer. I am not anti-employer. I am all in favor of being employed and having <laughs> As are we all. A biz- and having a business, you know, having owned a business and being part of business my entire adult life. I get it that there are expectations on both sides. And mm-hmm. um, we need to get better on both sides of the equation. Right. Uh, employers need to understand that people are not going to get better. And by the way, they don't do their best work when they're sick. Of course. I was actually going to ask you about this thing. Um, and I, I saw it come up a lot about presenteeism. And so the definition I found was like continuing to work as a performative measure despite reduced productivity. And so I was going to ask you, like, is presenteeism really just for when we're sick or is there a different type of presenteeism? Like, what is it, I guess? Presenteeism, uh, the most obvious cultural example, and again, we have to be careful with national stereotypes. Of course. But the most obvious example is the Japanese or the Korean approach where you are defined by your being at the office. And if you are not at the office, and if you are not the person who is there the earliest and leave the latest, Mm -hmm. uh, that is held against you, whether it is true or just a perception. Right. 
I think I read something too that was, uh, and it was in a study that just came out, and, and who did it is escaping me at the moment. But it was something like mo- a lot of workers spend, I want to say, an hour per week or so on this presenteeism thing. You know, even just shake your computer a little bit so Slack says you're online. Yeah, exactly right. And and you know. Uh, I am sick, but I'm going to go into the office. You know, this goes right. back to when we were in school and you got gold stars for perfect attendance. <laughs> right. I was a sucker for those. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot of people were. Uh, but this notion that we reward sacrificing your health to the overall good. And to a certain degree, you know, if you've got the sniffles and your report is due, finish your Right. But we have been in the middle of a very, very real public health crisis. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that it continues is that we do not treat our health like it matters. Uh, I have a client, ironically, in the healthcare industry. Okay. Who the entire office has been out for two weeks because the entire office got covid Oh, no. Hey, the good news is we're returning to the office, but we're not wearing masks and we're not being particularly careful. And oh, look, everybody's sick. Right. Imagine that. Um, So here's the thing. And this is not I know people are listening to this and going, so what, Wayne? What? You know, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what can companies do in order to support their employees? How can they help them feel comfortable taking a sick day? There are two parts, and this is harder for the likes of you and me to get our heads around because we have an employer who is empathetic and reasonable. Yeah, we are very fortunate in this way, but for the rest of us. But we also know that the larger the company, the more the systems and the process rule what happens. Right. So there are two sides to this equation, as always. Mm -hmm. One is, yes you need to track an employee's sick days because if you're saying, you know, we're going to pay you for X number of sick days, if somebody says they are sick Mm -hmm. and they get paid for that day, they should not be expected to work because they are sick. It is designed to help them get better. It is designed to have them do their best work because, you know, being on a conference call with a fever of 104 degrees is not likely to produce somebody's best work. It's in the company's best interest to have happy, healthy employees. And if we need to track it, it is for those purposes. Right. Conversely. (laughs) Okay. Us employees. Yes. We need to get better about saying um, if I am ill, if I am not feeling good, it mm-hmm. is not a moral crime to crawl into bed and pull the covers over your head right. until you feel better. Right. Uh, I have always maintained, and I have said this to employees who are my peers, and I've said them to employees who have answered to me, If your job means that if you don't show up for work one day, the entire company comes to a screeching halt, you're doing it wrong. Right. 
Absolutely. <laughs> As a leader, if, oh my gosh, I don't show up, nobody's going to work, that's a problem. Yeah, your systems are not what they should be. But it's not about a virus. Right. That is, that is a much larger problem. Uh, so we need to, both sides of the equation need to be frank and upfront about what is going on. You yes. know, there are reasons that employers have processes in place and we need to follow them. Of course. If you, you know, if somebody is on a sick day, do not call them and say, hey, do you mind doing this for me? Yes. They are on a sick day. They are not there. They right. do, for purposes of this conversation, they do not exist. Go find somebody else. Yes. Well, and with that too, I was going to mention, like, if if you are the employee who is sick, like, utilize your Slack statuses to let people know, you know, if you aren't available at all or how available you are. Or, you know, I mean, maybe it's one of those, hey, I have a really bad cold. I can sit here and do my job, but please, for the love of God, don't call me. <laughs> you know, I mean, that can be a thing. It, it can be a thing, and we just need to be upfront. And and there are, you know, nobody needs to know that you have coronavirus or that you, you know, it, it, there are privacy issues. Of course, that need to be respected. But sick days are for the protection of both parties. Yes. Sick days, we think about them as being for the protection of the employee, mm -hmm. right? But in reality, they also serve a purpose. You are not, in the days when everybody was coming into the office, you right. are not infecting everybody else in the Of course, joint. yeah. You're not a liability at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, your head is in the game. There are safety issues when you're working and you're tripping on Sudafed. Right. Yeah. Depending on what you're there doing, are, that could be a really big deal. There are health and safety issues. There's a reason it says do not operate heavy equipment. Right. Right. Um, so we have to go back to why do we have sick days? What is the purpose of them? And then how do we strike a, a balance that makes sense? And as with so often around labor laws and, and the, the contract, Mm -hmm. between employers and employees, we need to stop and think about, yeah, I'm doing this at the moment. Is this the right thing to do? And as a leader, if you see Marissa calling into a call when you know jolly well <laughs> that she should be under the blankets. Kick me off the call. <laughs> it is okay to say, Marissa, go crawl <clears throat> under the blankets. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. As a society, we need to do a better job of that. Of course. Um, and this extends to the way that we manage our hours and the way that we uh, use flex time and both the employers accommodating it and the employees using it responsibly. Right. Uh, much bigger conversation. Absolutely. So, so all kinds of places. But I think to get down to the original, our, th you know, our, uh, are sick days over? Sick days over. Are they a thing of the past? I think there are probably unscrupulous uh, employers who would like to think so. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think so. And well, and there are enough people who let them get away with it and don't take care of themselves. Right. 
Yeah, it's a two-way street, as you said before. It's a, totally a two-way street, and so they should not be over. They probably are because we are not a very bright species when it comes to, <laughs> you know, if we have proven nothing else with Corona and now there's monkeypox out there and... Goodness you know, knows what else is coming. <laughs> and goodness knows what else is coming. We have proven that we have no idea how to handle public health crisis. Right. Uh, as individuals, as employers, as society, we don't have a clue. Uh, so are sick days over? No. Um, are they a mess? And do we need to re-examine them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for answering this question, Wayne. This was a really great conversation. I'm really glad we had it. Um, I, I know that it's something that's being talked about a lot in the industry right now. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to The Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. That helps our show reach more teammates and leaders just like you. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. And let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. And lastly, if you'd like to gain greater confidence with your virtual team, sign up for our Demystifying Remote Leadership video series at longdistanceworklife.com video. Thank you for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. <laughs>